All right. We are live. Another episode of Monero Talk. We are on with Bernard Brentenbach. Is that is that correct? Yes. Brentenbach, yes. All right, Brentenbach. Uh, that's, I guess, Dutch or something? or what is it? What Yes, is it? it's, it's German. It's German, okay. I believe. Uh, and you are a senior systems engineer uh, currently with Globy? That's is correct. That? All right, and uh, I guess we found our way to you. We were looking for someone to come on and talk about uh, Lightning Network uh, with a little bit of a Monero angle. I know you're not, you're not a Monero expert per se, uh, but you're you're from Globy, uh, which is Monero friendly company. Uh, so we're hoping to get a little bit of a Monero angle on the whole Lightning Network craze. Uh, yeah, a lot, lot of talk. Do. Yeah, a lot of talk about Lightning Network right now. Um, I I haven't I personally haven't tried it yet. It's it's not doesn't seem as accessible uh, as one would think. Um, I haven't personally given it given it a whirl yet. I guess that'd be my first question. Do you know what would be the simplest way to just kind of take Lightning Network for a spin and test it out? I mean, with Bitcoin, it's you know, or Monero, it's quite easy. You download a wallet, and uh, you, you know, you can start sending transactions. With Lightning, I believe is I guess it's a, a few more steps at this stage. Um, it's it's not really that many more steps. Um, it's very similar. So you will also need to get a wallet. Um, uh, speaking of that, I see Lightning Labs actually released a desktop wallet, I think, on the 23rd of April. So it's it's very new and flashy if you want to play with something new. But there's there's quite a few other wallets. Um, Blue Wallet, uh, I know, is one. Um, for Android, there's the Bitcoin Lightning Wallet and the Eclair Wallet that you can play around with. Um, download the wallet. Uh, then you just need to find um, someone to open a channel with. Um, you can either open a channel with Globy or or with 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 um, any other node um, that is currently online. Um, what what is and, the and, process? And similar... What is the process of opening a channel? When you say f open a channel with Globy, how how do I even know Globy is offering channels? How do I find these channels? Yeah. How, how does that work? So um, similar to to Bitcoin, you will need to put money into this wallet. Um, so you will need to do an on-chain transaction for um, to put money into your Lightning wallet. Um, then you can choose to use that um, Bitcoin to to open a channel with anyone. Um, so generally, there is um, the channel information that you need to get hold of. You can either use an explorer to to find a node, um, or if you're doing a payment through Globy on our on our interstitial, on the um, we actually present you with a QR code that you can just scan with your um, wallet and it will open a, pay, uh, a channel to, to us. You also say the size of the uh, channel, how much Bitcoin you want to put into this channel. It opens the channel. You wait about three blocks. After three blocks, the channel is open and functional and then you can start making instant payments whenever you want. Mm. And so why, why would somebody do this? Why would somebody go and make a channel with Globy? What would be the, uh, the reason behind this? So... I think the biggest reason would be to avoid on-chain fees. So if you do a lot of purchases um, through one of our merchants and, um, and and you do that on a regular basis, instead of paying the on-chain fee every time that you want to make a payment, you can decide to open a Lightning channel with us. Um, and then also the, the payments go through a lot quicker. Um, currently, if you were to go to your local coffee shop to, to buy some coffee. Bitcoin wouldn't really also be a feasible option because you will have to sit there for an hour to wait for the confirmations to come in and the coffee shop to be happy that, that they have received the funds. Um, with uh, Lightning, this is an instant uh, quick process and they can immediately see that, that the um, funds have been deposited and you can get your coffee and leave. And I, I, I wouldn't open up a channel with the coffee shop, practically speaking, probably, right? I mean, because then I'd be opening up channels with every merchant I yes. used. It would be more like I open up a channel with, say, Globy, who then routes it to the coffee shop. Is that? So that is the nice thing about the Lightning Network. It is a network, um, and you can route payments um, through to, to different people if there is a path through that. 
Um, so you could, for example, open up uh, one channel with, with Globy, and if there is a path to the person that you want to pay, um, then the payment will route through us or through another node, maybe even to, to Globy. So you also don't have to open up a channel directly with us to be able to make Lightning purchases. Mm -hmm. Is So we're in the current state of Lightning on Bitcoin. Are we already seeing this activity with routing? Is it is it like already kind of there or it's 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 way too early there's not enough users yet it's there's there's no chance of me going on and you know if i wanted to send a lightning payment to a merchant that there would have some kind of be some way of routing to him yeah. without creating a direct channel so uh, this is becoming more and more um or, or, or better uh, every, every month um in the beginning it, it was a little bit sketchy but now we're seeing a, a lot less failures um, so the liquidity of the network is definitely improving. I read an article um, while preparing for this that I saw was from 27th of January that said there is now 22,000 channels available on Lightning Network. And when I checked now, there's already 38,000 channels on the Lightning Network. So the channels are increasing. We have just over 1,000 Bitcoin um, in the Lightning Network that can be used. Uh, I think there's 4,250 nodes that are active at the moment. So, yeah, things 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 are really increasing. Also, I know with um, at Globy, um, Lightning is, I think, yeah, our, our third most used payment option at this stage. So we're also seeing a large increase in people actually using Lightning. And just to say, um, I don't think it's it's always easy. Uh, I think that number could be higher, even at Globy, because um, there are some limitations in the maximum amount, um, as well as um, if if you come to the interstitial and you want to make a payment, you can easily just make a Bitcoin payment. Or uh, if you haven't opened up or started using Lightning before, it's a bit more complicated because now you have to first open a channel, wait three blocks, and then do the payment. So I think also in the current state of things, um, people are reluctant to open new channels um, when they want to pay. And a lot of people don't have uh, channels open by the time they reach our website. So I definitely mm -hmm. think things are increasing and we are seeing a lot more activity on the Lightning Network. You, you mentioned uh, payments failing uh, due to liquidity issues. What, is that, yes. why, what, what do you mean by that? Why are they fail? In what way are they failing? What would be an example of that? Like I said, I never tried it. So it's like I went to, I created a channel with somebody and I, st and I still wasn't able to send them a payment or I, it's that I wasn't able to route them a payment. In what way are yeah, these I, uh, Problems with sending directly to, to someone, um, there shouldn't really be any problems. So if you create a channel directly to Globy and you're trying to make a payment, uh, this should always work. Uh, unless Globy is for some reason offline or, or, or the, person, the, the person that you're trying to send is unreachable. Um, you don't have an internet connection, they don't have internet. Um, however, if you are trying to send to, to someone who you do not have a channel with directly, it needs to route through the, um, through the network. Now, routing is quite a complicated topic at this stage. Uh, and there are quite... Quite, quite a few reasons for this. One of the reasons is um, because not all the information is known upfront um, to, to make decisions on routing. And also the network changes the whole time when, when a payment needs to be made, uh, a new payment comes in, changes the set of a, ch a channel that you were hoping to use, um, et cetera. So if, if um, Let's say you have a channel open with Globy, and I have a channel open with Globy, and I want to pay you. Uh, but on on Globy's side, you open up a channel with Globy, but on on your side is um, one Bitcoin. But on Globy's side, there's zero Bitcoin. I can't actually pay you because there's no money on Globy's side to push funds to your side of the channel. So. Um, you would either have to make a payment to Globy or Globy will have to open up a channel with you to have funds on Globy side of the pay, uh, of the channel. Um, and then and then I can make a payment through to you. So because of those liquidity issues, it could be that there might even be a channel open 
to the person that you're wanting to pay, but there's not enough funds on the correct side of the channel to allow the liquidity to go through. Mm. So how do how do we see this being solved in the future? It's just kind of like, well, uh, you know, when everybody starts using kind of like a chicken and egg problem, we need people to use the network for the network to work. Yeah, I, I think um, there's, there's quite a lot of ideas around this. And I think we're trying to also see how a lot of this plays out. We're trying to see how people are currently using it. But it it is that we um, we will have quite a few nodes that are well connected that have a lot of liquidity in the nodes and will increase the the um, the funding throughout. And, and we're already seeing that as channels get opened um, throughout the network um, from, from both sides um, of, of different nodes and that liquidity increases and increases. So as, as that liquidity goes up, um, and, and as I said, ab about a year ago, trying to make payments was a lot different than trying to make it now. I definitely think it is something that someone like you can start playing with, can start getting into. Um, I don't think the Lightning Network is exactly there for mass adoption, but it is definitely working and it is definitely usable by um, some um, geeky friends who want to try it out. Which I guess is the way you know crypto started in general, of course. Yeah, but, but the difference the difference there. I mean, you, transactions went through from day one. You know that that's kind of and and you didn't have to be online. Also, yeah, um, that was one of the the magical things about Bitcoin and Monero. Just this idea that uh, you can always reliably send transactions peer to peer. Um, yeah, what, what, what's your, what's your feeling on that? This the the concept that um everybody needs to be online for the network to work do you have an opinion there as whether or not yeah that, that's a problem i don't think it's a huge problem to be quite honest um the the thing is we're trying to look for a layer two scaling solution um and lightning is one of the ideas um and and a lot of people there's a lot of controversy with lightning um I know I have a few friends myself who are a lot who are angry at the Lightning Network and say, "No, this is a bad thing, etc." It's a layer two scaling solution. If you're not happy with it, you can build something else. Um, but it's 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 definitely something that looks very promising that that we can try out. Um, as for for the fact that you need to be online, um, it's it's trade offs. With, with Bitcoin, you need to wait an hour to know that your payment is in. With Lightning, you need to be online to know that you can make instantly a payment within less than a second. So um, I think it, channel management and, and, and thinking about how you open channels, who you open channels with, um, will become kind of the next step of, of, of the process. Um, I mean... I almost see it as as um, as how how the web developed. We first started with with the, the web, and we kept adding layers and layers and layers on top of that. At the beginning, it was very complicated. It was very difficult to work. Um, the idea also that you had to be online to use the web. Um, right now, there's a lot of layers built on top of the initial idea of just transporting information. But um, the web itself has become much easier to use, much better, and much more reliable. So I think this mm. is the first step in getting getting um, the blockchain to scale. Um, before we move on into that, you so obviously Globy, um, they're currently using Lightning. Are they kind of positioning themselves to be one of these uh, these nodes and that these routing nodes of the future? Um, is that going to be a thing? Are there going to be like big players in the space that will kind of be these like mega nodes that will help route the network? And is Globy kind of positioned to to potentially be one of these? Um, I think that whole idea of making money with um, Lightning as a super node or or being a well-connected node hasn't realized much at this stage. Um, people are at this point just playing with it 
uh, and trying to help get liquidity up so that the network works. Um, looking into into becoming a, a node, a well-connected node to make profit from that, I think it's something that we'll only see uh, much further into the future. Um, Do you the, think that's, that's kind of like the way the, you know, uh, the trajectory of it, though, will will it tend to? Uh, I don't want to say centralize, but will will large nodes tend to grow on the Lightning Network? Is that is that make sense for that to happen? I, th I think so. Um, I think you'll you'll have people that that will commit funds um, into into upping the um, liquidity of the network. Uh, but they have to be rewarded for helping with that process. Um, so you will get people who um, will try to try to profit from this um, process. But currently, I mean, it's like you pay five Satoshis almost for a, a payment on the Lightning uh, network, um, sometimes up to 100 Satoshis. It's it's very very low fees at this point, um, and not not something that you can really. Uh, I want to say is is almost worth worth the effort, but it is interesting to see how people are starting to get more involved, um, and at least helping the the network become more liquid. Mm -hmm. um, and then in speaking with that, one of the criticisms is, and I think this is one of the. Um, more of a kind of a long shot criticism is the idea that will the will these nodes essentially kind of uh, become banks in the eye of the law and uh, have to do KYC AML kind of uh, you know uh, eroding a lot of the value proposition of Bitcoin itself and uh, creating these lightning node banks uh, where people need to know their customers, which would obviously make things very impractical. Uh, and, you know, I think one of the, we could talk about this more as well. One of the, uh, benef potential benefits of lightning is privacy. Uh, but yeah, do you have any opinion on that? Have you heard that discussion, uh, that once nodes become large enough, uh, they may have to become, you know, responsible for the funds that are being transferred through them. Um, so it's, it's interesting. There's. I know that question um, irritates uh, lightning people. <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's interesting the way people think about this. It's almost like if we're going to launch the lightning network that um, affects Bitcoin, and now that will degrade Bitcoin. Um, first of all, lightning is 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 an open source technology that you can choose to use if you want to or not. Um, so, but getting back to the question. Um, I'm I'm not entirely sure about the law behind a, a lot of these things, um, but re regardless, I don't see this as I don't see comparing it to a bank as a value comparison. Um, firstly, banks are custodial services that hold your cash and can do with your money as they wish. Um, where Lightning is not a custodial service, uh, you have full control over your funds. Uh, you have to sign the transactions with keys that are on your side. Uh, and, and, and even if it becomes that, let's say in the future, you, you have a few big players, almost like banks, that you, that you connect with, it's, it's still a, um, it's, it's not a custodial service. You have your own funds, you, you control that. And, and not someone else. Another thing is also anybody can start up a node um, and you can connect with any node that you want to. Where banks, it takes 10 years to start a bank, to go through all the paperwork of starting it, setting everything up. If you're not happy with the way your bank works, you can't just walk out the door and start your own tomorrow. Um, if you're not happy with the person that you're connected to on the Lightning Network, you can go home, start your own node and, and get it well connected and use that. Um, so I, I don't think comparing it to, to a bank is, is helpful. Um, but I do see that the idea of having big nodes, um, can very much be beneficial for, for the lightning network. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, no, it's it's a obviously it's a it's a big hypothetical. It's a difficult question. Uh, yeah. But I, I do you know uh, Peter Van Volkenberg of Coin Center was recently interviewed on uh, what Bitcoin did, and he gave you know very uh, legal technical answers, and he he didn't. Um, he he's not ignoring the issue. He thinks there hmm. you know there's there's potential there. It's something to consider uh, in the eyes of the law that because you know they may you know you, there is a potential interpretation. Um, yes. but there's obviously, like you're saying, it, it would it would be extremely impractical to for for regulators to consider lightning nodes, um, essentially banks or money uh, transmitters, and you start to then uh, move towards well, are are miners also uh, falling within this uh, definition as well? Things like that. Uh, because as well, um, I, I almost feel like the in in, in a lightning node doesn't hold your funds it's not a custodial fund the funds are still on the blockchain and the permissions of the funds are are almost just changed uh, but you still someone else doesn't hold your funds and and that is generally where regulation comes in is to make sure that nobody who who holds your funds can take it and use it for their own private use um, and with a lightning node it, it's 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 not like um, they can use your funds however they please. Mm -hmm. So um, it's it's not a custodial service um, mm. uh, unless the law sees it differently in some in some way. Right, which is ultimately, I mean, the governments can do whatever they, you know, essentially whatever they wish. Yeah. So if they decide to define it that way, then I guess uh, I guess what would happen is then you would just have a lot less nodes and you would just have nodes uh, run by those who are capable of getting the proper licensing. Uh, which would start to defeat the purpose. Um, I, I personally, I will. I always the the constant theme in this show is obviously uh, Monero, and really more so is digital cash. That's what I always see as the value proposition of of yeah. all this, or at least what I'm most interested in as being what the invention was when when Bitcoin was created, and what I think Monero uh, kind of further perfected. Do you think Lightning is a step in the direction of improving uh, digital cash? Is it getting us? Is is it is it an improvement, um, or is it potentially kind of move us away from digital cash with what some of these other things we're talking about? Do you have an opinion there? Is does Lightning help get us closer towards the dream of digital cash? I definitely think it helps getting us um, closer. Um, we need a layer two scaling solution. Um, and the nice thing is that a lot of people can start working on different solutions. Uh, Lightning is currently the best idea that we have and it is improving every day. I, and and even, even if Lightning doesn't work out, there is so much that we can learn from Lightning for possibly the next layer two. It might also come out that uh, that Lightning is the perfect solution, and we can build a layer three solution again on top of Lightning. But um, these these kind of solutions will will definitely help. Um, also, the, the fact that that Lightning is instant, that that you can go to a shop, make a purchase, and walk out the door immediately. Um, in, 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 in my eyes, it's, it's even faster than credit card because credit card is also just a trusted party promising another trusted party that the funds will get there. But you don't really transfer any value when you swipe your credit card. When you make a lightning payment, you're literally transferring value instantly, immediately. Um, and we need solutions that will allow us to make instant payments when you're, when you're out and about. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. That that is kind of where lightning evolved from, right? Is so, so mm -hmm. just this idea of realizing that uh, Bitcoin can't scale. Uh, we can't mm -hmm. have all the tra transactions on chain. Uh, obviously, there are those that disagree with that. You have the big blockers versus small blockers. But how about in the eyes of Monero itself? So Monero has the dynamic block size, which uh, if you listen to Arctic Mind. Uh, is a big believer in the fact that Monero is architected in a way that can scale in those terms. Obviously, the blockchain itself gets large and it becomes hard to run uh, mm -hmm. full nodes. Um, but this idea that blocks uh, are dynamic. Do you have an opinion there on Monero itself and the way it's architected? 
and you know being able to scale and have transactions on chain versus moving to a second layer i um love the idea that um of the blocks um dynamic block sizes uh, however you still want to keep your block sizes small um the whole idea of um blockchain is to be able to be in control of your own funds to be able to be in control of your own funds you want to be able to have your own blockchain um, and be able to validate your own blocks and um, have all that information to yourself. If, if you're creating 100 gigabyte blocks every 10 minutes um, just to fill out all the transactions, a lot of people will opt out for, for um, small clients, for light clients, and push that responsibility to someone else. Um, which which once again centralizes things so to me in in the need to keep things decentralized uh it is important to make mining easy um or e easy in in terms of um not raise the bar too high in terms of um um requiring extremely um fast internet connections um requiring extremely fast um, uh, and, and, and extremely expensive hardware. Also just to, to have the, um, the blockchain locally on your machine. If, if there was a, a 100 gig or, or even a one gig block size being formed every 10 minutes, you would require extremely fast internet, a very strong computer to, to validate all that every time it comes out. And I think that starts to centralize the, the network more uh, and more to people who have money to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, my 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 hope is that Monero kind of grows in tandem with the actual growth of its use, which appears to be the mm -hmm. case. Um, so today, it works for those that are using it, and uh, there there is no big rush to start transacting. Uh, with yeah. Monero or with Bitcoin. Uh, I mean, if Lightning worked perfectly today, um, I don't think it would replace Visa, uh, only because I don't think people are, are looking to go spend all their Bitcoin or all mm -hmm. their Monero. Uh, that's, just, that's just the case, right? I mean, mo most people that are in this also kind of treat it like digital gold. Uh, they don't want to really let go of, of, their, of their Bitcoins or their Monero. Uh, obviously, uh, that can't be the case for the future. We, we need to get the kind of the engine going. Yeah. Uh, particularly in Monero, where every time someone makes a transaction, it kind of obfuscates things even more as things get mixed. Um, so, I mean, do you have, do you have an opinion there on, on, on kind of, uh, is, is lightning network even necessary right now? Is it, do we need layer two yet? Should we just kind of be worrying about, you know, doing like what Monero does, let's let's perfect layer one, let's make it fungible, let's make it digital cash on, on, on just focus here. And, you know, everything else will fall in place later as as the demand is really there to start transferring these things to buy coffee. So once again, I think Lightning is a separate system. Um, just because we're working on Lightning does not mean we're not working on the first um, blockchain layer. Uh, we're still doing improvements there and we're still working. But there is now a group of people who are experimenting with other technologies. We've seen how long it has taken for us to get where we are with Lightning. So I don't think we're starting too early. I don't think it is um, very, very necessary at the moment. Uh, we can make all the payments that we want. And as you said, um, a lot of people aren't transacting um, a lot with Bitcoin at this very time. But... Then you look at, was it a year and a half ago when, when fees went up to $50 a transaction? In that period, it would have been great to have Lightning as an option. Um, and we I would love to get back to that period where there is a lot of transactions happening. People are actually spending um, uh, Bitcoin for, for whatever cause. Um, and the more people that we are going to get onto onto Bitcoin or onto the blockchain um, or cryptocurrency, the the more transactions are going to happen, and we need to be ready for those transactions to to start happening. 
so how about just focusing on lightning and and with the the lens of Venero? Uh, so there's a few big topics. One, um, does uh, lightning on Bitcoin potentially make Monero uh, less less useful in that now you you'll have private transactions on Bitcoin? Um, I guess that that's the first big question. Can does it add fungibility to Bitcoin? Uh, what's what's your opinion on on that? Um, that's actually quite a complicated question. Um, in short, I don't think so. Um, you still have um, a channel on chain transaction to open up a channel that is still public. And um, you know which transaction opened up the channel. So you still know in terms of fungibility what Bitcoin was used to create that. Once on the Lightning Network, you can, in theory, um, um, spend that money with anyone and that is not traced or tracked. So, so yes, you, you, it is a bit more private. It is more secure in that sense. Um, but on one sense, people can um, decide not to open channels with you because of the Bitcoin that you are using. Um, they can decide to close channels with nodes who have channels open with um, people who um, who have Bitcoin or stolen Bitcoin or things like that. Um, so in... In one way, yes, it does add a, a bit more fungibility because once you're on the network, you can just keep transacting and no one knows which transactions went where and how they went. Um, and that is a lot more secure, but there is still the knowledge of which Bitcoin opened what channel. And so is the idea that 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 metadata of knowing, you know, knowing the onboarding and the offboarding of coins from the second layer to the first and back, that that could potentially reveal uh, identities and things like that, or not identities, but you know, be able to track coins even with Lightning. Uh, is it or is it that once you you move on and off, you you're kind of leaking some data? I think it's no. It's it's only um, when you open a channel, mm -hmm. you will know that oh, this account opened a channel. Um, here um, with with that node, but um, identity and data and things like that, I'm assuming, is is pretty much exactly the same as with with um, uh, with Bitcoin. Uh, in, in 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 terms of um, you just see the funding transaction and then you see the result mm. of of the um, uh, channel in the end when it closes again. So you'll see, oh, um, this guy opened a channel with one Bitcoin and now later he closed with 0 0.5 Bitcoin and the other side received 0 0.5 Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. um, where that money really went um, is is not visible on the Lightning Network. Right. Yeah, I, I, I don't the, know. The, what the, my... the, 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 there are some... Um, Things, for example, if if you and, and the other node only have one channel, it's, it's only a channel between you, you two. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know that the funds only went between the two of you. Um, and so, so, I mean, there are ways, I believe, that you can work these things out and the, that you can speculate also like, oh, okay, um, the... There's, there's only one channel on, on the side, so funds came from the side, so it, it must have gone there. But um, yeah, it you, you can't really see where the money goes inside the Lightning Network. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. And and if you if you had tainted coins, you're saying, and you you tried to put them on to the Lightning Network, there could be they would it could potentially be rejected. Like the nodes could be kind of scanning the blockchain to only accept certain how, how would that effectively that, work that could be a possibility um i've not seen anything like that before but uh, in terms of of that being a possibility i'll definitely say that's possible um because because that is known and um but time will tell to see if uh, um if that will really be like that 
um, if, if people will start um, avoiding um, or, or, or how a system like that will work. Yeah, um, that, that's really, I mean, this is kind of back to the regulate, right? So people may be yeah. forced to do that. If you're a big enough node, you may have exactly. to start to follow certain rules. And that is kind of the thing here. A single node can make a decision to open or close a, uh, a channel. Mm -hmm. So um, I can have a node and you want to open up a channel with me and I can just decide, sorry, I'm not, I'm not opening up a channel with you. Right. Um, Which... So I, I can make those, those decisions where with, with um, Bitcoin, if I want to pay you, um, or Monero, I just need your address. And if I have your address, you don't have a choice if you're going to receive my money or not. Um, right, no. which, which really which really circles back to, I think, that once again, the digital cash and kind of the real core value proposition, right, of kind of this freedom to transact and send value freely uh, without anybody interpreting uh, what is right and what is wrong, kind of this, these free speech arguments. Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that, those are my hesitations with light. That's really getting to the core where my hesitations lie with lightning. Uh, does it start to when I would? That's the kind of that original question. Does it help or hurt this digital cash concept? Uh, so well, obviously, you could you could zap trans you could zap transactions around quicker. Uh, it feels more like cash in that respect. But are you losing some of this uh, censorship resistance uh, in that now? Uh, you may have these gatekeepers who are saying, well, are, are those clean coins? Are those tainted coins? And then, you know, using their own interpretation as to what they consider uh, tainted, right? So, Well, uh, then let's have a look at this again on Monero. Monero, you won't have that problem because the initial on-chain transaction is not visible. So you won't know where those coins came from. Um, and therefore, this whole issue is, is also completely different again on Monero. Uh, the thing is more, I think, Bitcoin is infungible, so therefore the lightning on Bitcoin is probably a little bit more fungible, but also similar to Bitcoin. Uh, on Monero, there won't be that issue. Right. So, yeah, good segue. So, um, <laughs> lightning on, on Monero could, could kind of be an ideal in that you have base layer fungibility. Yeah. Uh, which then translates to, into the second layer. Exactly. Um, and now you have uh, uh, a, a quick a layer for quick transactions, but you're not losing, potentially losing any or creating these gatekeepers because the coins are, are fungible on the base layer. So there is no way to kind of censor what comes in and out of the second layer. Um, there's also another concept there too. I mean, people talk about Monero potentially being uh, more better architected to support uh, a second layer like lightning because of things like the tail emission um because one of the fears is if everybody moves to the second layer on bitcoin uh then there won't be any transactions on the base layer and you'll you won't have essentially you won't have miners mining right mining would become extremely centralized do you have an opinion there uh on that on that idea of a uh, tail emission kind of being the fuel that can run the second layer? Um, firstly, I don't think you will stop using the base layer. Um, large payments, first of all, will be on the blockchain. Um, Lightning is great for small payments. Um, but if, if you're gonna pay, like if, if you're gonna pay for a cup of coffee, and your fee is a dollar on 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 chain. It, it, it's not reasonable. But if you're going to pay for a car, and your fee is a dollar, then um, it's it, it, it's not a problem. So I think there there are different times when different technologies will, will also be usable. And um, I actually did a little bit of math. If we were ten million people trying to to open um so just just taking into account the amount of people who actually have a visa card and you use visas so if we're moving to the point where we are trying to replace um visa and and, and other systems if we take a very small number like 10 million people 
and we say on Bitcoin, for example, um, seven transactions a second, it will take 16 days of full blocks to open a channel for every person. Um, if that channel is used up or closed for any reason, um, they will have to go through the process again. But that does mean that if, if all 10 million people want to open on the same day, the last person is going to have to wait for about 16, 17 days. Um, and that's given that there's no other transactions done on the blockchain. So even though tail emissions um, help to, to keep miners um, incentivized, I don't think that a second layer will necessarily remove um, transactions. It will just make it um, easier to, or, or allow for more payments to be made on a second layer. Mm -hmm. Well, wait, so, but, the, but this idea that it would take, uh, you know, days to, or potentially months, right, to onboard, you know, to onboard everybody, that, to, on, to, cre to create the visa network, uh, it would yeah. take, I don't know, a year? I mean, I, it would take a long time to do that, right? So, but that that's kind of, that's another, yeah. that's a whole and, and, other and, and, topic. And that's right? where, where I believe block sizes can actually make a difference. So mm. making the blocks bigger, you could pull them down. But I'm also sure um, like all, all 10 million people won't decide today to open up channels. Mm -hmm. and, and hopefully by then we maybe even have a level three to start mitigating even more transactions to, to the blockchain. Um, all of these things will, will help mitigate um, or, or di divert some of the transactions away from the blockchain. But all I'm trying to say is that we will still have transactions on the blockchain. It won't remove them. And I believe the miners will still get their fees. And it, it, it might actually even help because then a full block, if you were to pay $50 to open up a channel that lasts, let's say, a year, paying $50 isn't a problem because this channel lasts you a year. Um, but if you're going to pay $50 to buy coffee, then, then, the, then the fees need to be lower so the miners actually get less money in the end. So it's it's also kind of a value proposition to say, oh, I'm opening a channel. I don't mind paying high fees for this. Mm -hmm. Got somebody? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so the tail emission on Monero, you don't really see that as playing into this at all, this, this kind of uh, where Lightning is going and having it on Monero versus what it looks like on Bitcoin. Um, it's not really... I mean, we, we know, I guess what is nice about it is the hypothetical doesn't even exist, right? Because we, we know Monero will always be mined. Hmm. Uh, kind of guessing, guessing what the future of Bitcoin will look like is really that. It's a guess. Nobody knows, right? Nobody knows if if uh, you know it's going to be a problem if everybody starts to move to layer two. So I guess there there is a positive there and that it just eliminates the the potential negative scenario because it just won't exist. It's not a possibility on Monero because you will always have mining. Yeah. No, I, I think tail emission in itself is a good thing uh, because you always get lost coins. Coins, um, you, you will always decrease the amount of available or, or spendable coins and having tail emissions just kind of... Uh, keeps that up and keeps uh, miners um, interested. So that in itself is, uh, I'm not complaining about, but I don't think it makes a difference in terms of, of Lightning or a Layer 2 solution because Layer 2 doesn't replace um, the blockchain. It just uses the blockchain and makes it easier for transactions. Mm -hmm. But we don't, we don't know. Well, we don't know what's yeah. going to, I mean, you, you do hear, you do hear those saying that, you know, lightning will, everybody will be transacting on lightning uh, and it, it will no longer essentially make sense to use the base layer. So I think that's, that's where that, that kind of uh, argument comes from. Um, so what would lightning on Monero look like? What, or what would it entail? I mean, is it, is it feasible? Can we put lightning on Monero? And it's just kind of a matter of, of time. So there are a lot of people um, that are looking at this. I've, I've read quite a few articles of people trying some of the building blocks. But I think currently we are still very far away from having 
um, any form of second layer on uh, Monero, especially anything looking like Lightning. Um, and um, I spoke to Ricardo and um, to to see what what he also says, and he said uh, he wouldn't expect uh, to particularly see um, any anything in in the next twelve to twenty four um, months at least. Um, so I think we're we're still far away from that side, um, but there are people working on some of the smaller building blocks that will allow a layer to to be able to to um, be worked on. Yeah. What, so, what what are some of the hurdles here? Um, what what does Big Monero have to do uh, structurally uh, uh, to to make it happen? So, um, as I said, I'm not a hundred percent in tune with everything that's happening on Monero, uh, but but there are things like the whole time lock contracts to be able to um, to to lock uh, a multi sig payment for a certain amount of time um, until um, the other party um, has the correct information to to unlock those payments. Um, and as far as I understand, that is, um, there's no real idea of exactly how to do that in Monero at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and, and we'll have to see if, if that realizes. But um, We've seen some some very interesting things um, being worked on and come to realization in the past. So um, we'll have to see where this goes. Is Globy working on it at all, or who? who uh, do we know who's working on these things? I think it is it is a lot of more um, uh, how can I say individual guys who have spent some time on this. Um, I don't have the names or the articles in front of me at the moment, but um, yeah, that that is something to to look into. Okay, I see uh, Kevin making some comments here. Um, Monero use cases, large amount transactions with privacy and on-chain security. Small amounts don't matter. Well handled by Bitcoin Lightning Network. That's kind of an interesting way of looking at it. The potential future might be that. Monero is the coin that's used to make large secure transactions and Bitcoin uh, becomes kind of like the, the the network for making kind of everyday visa quick transactions uh, because you'll have the lightning network running on Bitcoin and the base layer potentially not being as secure uh, if everybody's using layer two. <laughs> I don't know. That's de- definitely a, a, another Monero angle. Um, <laughs> I think that that that's arguable, um, but yeah, d- depends on how you look at it. I guess you never know. You never know. Um, um, so yeah, yeah, what uh, are you going to? Well, let me see before I move on to that question. I was going to say, are you going to be in New York? Are you coming to the magical crypto conference? Unfortunately, I won't be attending that, but uh, okay. I would have loved to do that. Maybe maybe next time. All right, yeah, it would have been nice to meet you. We'll, we'll be there, and then we're throwing the Monero after party on the Monday following it. Uh, One of my so- colleagues are going to be there, so maybe. Oh, I'll very cool. Yeah, we had guys from Globy there to. yesterday. Fluffy was there. I mean, yesterday, last year, we had yeah. Fluffy as well. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Awesome. Um, let me see if there's any other. Uh, I think we kind of we kind of covered the whole. Uh, all my major lightning questions. <laughs> um, yeah. What, so, what do you see as being kind of the next the next steps? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of building to be done. Mm. Um, what What do you see as being the kind of the near time goals and milestones for lightning? I think right now it is um, just trying to get the network to be um, more liquid. Uh, payments to be easier, and then probably starting to work on um, automations of a lot of things. Um, there's been a lot of work put into autopilots, which pretty much open and close channels for you, depending on on what makes sense and depending on who you pay. Um, but I think that's still it's, it's still a somewhat too manual process. Um, so it it's probably the same as with. Um, Bitcoin as well. I mean, if, if, if you look at the banking systems, banking systems are also complicated. However, all that we know is that you take a credit card, you put it into a machine, 
and somebody gives you the stuff that you wanted. Um, and I think that is for, for Bitcoin and especially for Lightning at this stage is, is the, the next step is to be, to really try and simplify the process that you can put something into someone's hands and say, listen, all you do is you press this button and, um, and things happen. And, um, so yeah, I, I, I think just, just working on ease of use, um, getting the watchtowers out, getting, um, getting the network to be more stable, um, things like that. And, um, yeah. All right. It's exciting stuff. Yeah. would love to, uh, stay in touch if you ever, uh, you know, make any headway or hear who's making headway on lightning on Monero, please, please let me know. would love to kind of go further down that, that yeah. rabbit hole of exploring uh, lightning on Monero itself and, you know, what practically is, is happening if we're actually uh, making strides towards that. Um, it was great talking to you. It's thanks great talking to you. On. Yeah, no, thanks for the invite. Thanks a lot, man. I do want to, yeah, let me, I do want to mention, because we talked about Magical. Oh, just all the great speakers that are going to be there. I mean, we have uh, Adam Back, Elizabeth Stark, who obviously knows a thing or two about Lightning. Uh, we'll be at the Magical Crypto Conference. Maybe we'll get to interview her there. That would be very cool. Uh, some big guns. Peter Todd, Ricardo Spagni. I don't know. I never heard of that guy. Uh, Luke Dash Jr. Yeah, so it's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited about the the, the magical crypto conference. Uh, are you going to be in, in Denver for the conference out there, the Monero one? Um, no, I don't think I'll be going there either. Okay. Fortunately, um, stuck here on the on the um, on the southern point of uh, Africa, so it's a it's a long trip there. But um, we got to do a Monero conference over there. Is that the I, I, I think that is what, what should probably happen. We should get all the guys to come this way. Then yeah. Then I can just drive over. <laughs> uh, all right, man. I yeah. really appreciate well, thank it. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah thanks for really coming good on. To be on the show. And like, like I said, if, uh, if you're making any, if you learn anything new about uh, Lightning on Monero, please do let us know. We want to continue to explore that. That's an interesting topic. Awesome. Definitely will. All right. Have a good oh, one. Okay. You too. Bye. Cheers. Bye.